This meeting of the movie council is now in session. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Movie Council podcast. My name is Tim Sherry. I am back to being your host again this week. Thank you for being Ooh. with us. I got, yeah, I got oh, my sorry. boys. I got my <laughs> bros. We're going to be talking about movies here tonight like we do, which we have done 14 Fridays in a row now. This So this is season one, episode 14. Suck me beautiful. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Yep. AJ, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. All right. Going a little American pie on your asses right there. Just uh, just to just to kick off this evening. So before we get into some things, uh, uh, I'm going to go around the panel. I'm going to introduce the players, introduce my boys like I always do. Kicking things off, I got to kick it over to my COO, my co-founder, my big bro, an amazing movie guy, Mr. Andrew Sherry. What are you doing tonight, brother? Um, I'm... I'm pacing myself on some beer here, but ah. I will have a vague recollection of how everything turns out tonight. Plus, I really liked all three of these movies we're talking about tonight. Cool. Really liked them. So, Me too. Yeah. AJ, real quick, speaking of Suck Me Beautiful, do you remember that time we were at Canopy Lake and that kid yelled that on the on the roller coaster? And I thought yeah. you were going to piss yourself laughing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of the... F- Top 10 funniest moments of my life. We're flying <laughs> down the Yankee cannonball. All I hear is, suck me beautiful. It's just tremendous. Great moment. Under, underrated film. <laughs> uh, maybe not underrated. I think it was popular when it came out. No, it was hugely popular. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me kick it Un- over. Underra- my, uh... Underrated for like, you know, uh, staying power. I still yeah. watch it from time sure. to time. Let me kick it over to my, uh, my podcast creator, my lead producer. My chief boy toy, another one of my big brothers, Dan Sherry, your sexy chief boy toy ass. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. Uh, gotta say, I I agree with Shooter McGavin. I am the better host, so maybe mm-hmm. I should be hosting him. But you know what? You're the CEO. Who, who am I to judge? So, speaking of <laughs> speaking of top ten moments of my life, uh, the Shooter McGavin <laughs> birthday shout out is possibly the best birthday present I've ever gotten in my life. That was really, that was really, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I remember I put that, I put that up on Facebook and people were like, who the fuck is ever going to top this gift? This is just ridiculous. <laughs> so that was amazing. So, yes. I, I'm glad you liked it. So. <laughs> it was, it was yeah, we, we had, we had fun last week uh, and I'm looking forward to this week. I think it's going to be, uh, right. it's going to be just as fun. So. I think so too. Let me uh, let me finish off the introductions. We're gonna swing it on down to Charlotte. This handsome beard and flow that I'm standing out here on Zoom call. These we're talking the sexy, sultry, the ladies dig him, Mr. Marky Bondurant. Oh, not up, much, man? man. How you doing? Hmm. I didn't mean to kick it back to you that fast. You had a drink in your mouth. I, I did. I did. Uh, but I, I, I'm more interested in how you're feeling tonight. How's everything going over there? Good. Yeah, things are going good. Um, you know, once again, crazy week at work and looking forward to uh, just shooting the shit with you guys, talking about some movies, having a good time. Yeah. So speaking of, let's talk about really quick. Actually, no, DP, do you want to read the email first? Yeah, sure. Why not? Like, uh, 
This is housekeeping time, so I might as well get to some housekeeping. Cause... Yeah, so we did. Uh, we do have an email, so uh, let's do that, and then we'll get into the movies. I think it's uh, you know, we got we got to uh, right away get a shout out to our fans if they're taking the time to email us. Yeah, we got to do it. Yeah, so we'll read this. this is uh, this emailer asked not to? I uh, uh, actually asked not to read it on air, but they <laughs> had some really good uh, suggestions here. So I just want to read their suggestions. They had a. Uh, couple thoughts on topics that i think are really good ones um one <laughs> the, the first one was uh you know just to annoy hr we should have the top five actresses that can get it however <laughs> which what i really liked about it was it says top five actresses and then in parentheses it says or in DP's case, actors. <laughs> so, this person listens closely, apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, fast banders getting in there. <laughs> You're damn right. <laughs> yeah, big time. So, but uh, they, they suggested a couple topics that I think we could do and I think could be fun. Um, uh, one of them is doing the opposite of one that we already did. So instead of... Uh, Critics love them, we hate them. We do critics hate them, we love them. Oh, okay. Which I think would, nice. would be a fun topic. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and another one I think is a good one doing our uh, like top five uh, movies that molded you. You know, the ones you mm -hmm. saw when you were a kid that framed what you like about movies to this day. So it's a good idea. I yeah, love it. I like that one. Those are all great ideas. We'll take those yeah. under advisement. And uh, one more was uh, talking about movies that made you really uncomfortable. Doing an Ooh. uncomfortable movie night, you know, for whatever reason it is, but, you know, however it made you feel uncomfortable. There are a lot of movies out there that do that. So, and so I think that could be a fun topic as well. 12 Years a Slave. Right. Yeah. That, that made you very uncomfortable to watch. Hell, once we're warriors, got very uncomfortable for a while. Yeah. So, oh yeah, Passion like, of the Christ. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Schindler's yeah, right. List. <laughs> like, like having sex in the back of a Volkswagen. What movie? <laughs> Why? What? Why would sorry. you even ask sorry. that? Come I'm on. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. All right. Well, thank you, DP, for that. That's a great email, guys. If you're listening to this and you want to send us an email, we will read every single email on the air absolutely and uh we uh we love those those ideas you guys get any ideas you want us to do topics we will definitely look into them i i am definitely into all of those we, we can yeah, work on that i think that sounds great future episodes speaking of future episodes uh, i didn't say this yet but i just wanted to let all our listeners know and please have a tissue ready to dry your eyes okay <laughs> but tonight is the season one finale all right. That's just a season finale, not a series finale, because we will be back soon. We are going to do this uh, podcast tonight. We're going to take a little break afterwards uh, for a litany of reasons. Uh, you know, we've been doing this now 14 episodes. That, that's, that's what, uh, how does, what does that equate guys? Like three and a half months now? Three and a half, yeah. three months. Um, I, I don't, I don't, three months. Twelve I, plus I, I don't, two. I don't know math. Um, and we do, we do them on Friday nights. Uh, and at first doing them on Friday nights was great because COVID didn't allow us to do any other fucking thing except just hang out on Friday nights and talk shit. Mm -hmm. So that was good. But now that life is kind of getting back to normal, things are getting a little tough and we're trying not to burn ourselves out here. So I think 14 episodes is a good uh, uh, stopping point for us for right now. 
I'm not sure how, uh, how long we're going to take a break for, hopefully just a few weeks. And uh, when we come back, we might have some new things, some new formats, some new things going on. We'll figure it out. We'll have a few weeks to kind of um, uh, relax and pump the brakes and uh, figure out where we're going in the future. But season two will be starting soon, and we're all very excited for that. So speaking of this being the season finale, and we are not going to be with you guys for a few weeks, tonight what we wanted to do was give you some movies that you could watch while we were away. And right now, going to the movie theater still kind of sucks. You can go see Tenet, I guess, right? That stupid new Russell Crowe movie is in the in the theaters. I'm not interested in that. What's that? But uh, I forget the name of it. He's just it, it reminds me of like uh, falling down with Michael Douglas. He just goes fucking crazy. Yes, AJ, wow. can I help you? No, no, no. That looked horrible. Oh, it looks, it <laughs> you were shaking wretched. his hand like pass. <laughs> oh, it looks it looks wretched. Um, oh, damn. So, so that's it's pretty if, much if Christopher Nolan didn't suck so much and just sent it to streaming. I would have been happy right. Guy. So that's pretty much all you can do in the theaters right now. So many things for the logical reasons are going um, straight to streaming right now. Uh, so we're going to give you a few of those tonight. We're going to talk about those. You can watch those in the weeks that we are off. Uh, Cause these are three really, really solid movies this week. And um, for a quick minute, this, this was DP's idea this week. So I want to kick it over to you for just a minute to talk a little bit um, just about what's been going on lately. I mean, even before COVID the straight to streaming stuff had, had started. So why don't you go ahead and rip on that for a minute. You boys want to jump in, feel free. Yeah. Thanks Tim. So yeah, I, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. It, um, it, the whole movie business seems to be changing a bit now. Um, yeah. There are some really big budget quality movies that um, don't get released in the theaters. And even some of them get released in the theater just a tiny bit so they can be eligible for Academy Awards like uh, The Irishman and Marriage Story and whatnot. But I, I think we really noticed it God, a little over a year ago with that movie Bird Box. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, that movie came out and it just became like a phenomenon. Like yeah. everyone I knew was talking about Bird Box and it was such a big thing. Yet it, you couldn't go see it in the movie theater. It was only available at home. So, um, you know, Netflix and Hulu and Amazon have been really churning out some, you know, like, big time movies and some really kind of small uh, like independent movies that might not have gotten a chance at a movie theater, but with so many options now and being uh, going straight to streaming is a real option. Now, you know, we get to see more movies because there was a point, especially like when I was younger, where uh, if a movie went straight to video or DVD, it was because the movie sucked ass and couldn't mm -hmm. be released in the movie theater. And now it's, it's just, you know, in order to get to as many people as possible, no matter what, you know, the quality of the movie, putting it in streaming is kind of the, the way to go versus releasing it in a movie theater. So uh, we got a few tonight that we're going to talk about, but, uh, we can bring up other ones. There's one Marky and I, uh, I know Marky watched and I did, uh, that was a huge, huge budget movie extraction with, uh, Chris oh, yeah. Hemsworth that, you know, super fun movie. It, you know, I'm not going to win any Academy Awards, but uh, like a real big budget action movie that, 
you know, would normally would have been, you know, a kind of a summer tent pool movie, tent pole movie, but now goes straight to streaming, which is fucking great, especially in these times where, you know, going to a movie theater isn't really possible. So um, the three movies we're going to talk about tonight, however, uh, we actually kind of picked one from each streaming service. So if you have Netflix, we got one you you can watch. If you got Hulu or if you got Amazon and if you got all three, you can watch all three movies. But uh, we'll talk about the Netflix film, The Lovebirds, starring Issa Rae and Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, Hulu film Palm Springs with Andy Samberg and the Amazon movie Blow the Man Down which uh, I think you guys want to kick off and blow the man down. Sound good? Yeah. 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 Let's go with that. Yeah. So uh, this movie at Amazon prime, you can watch it now. It's streaming. Um, It's a movie. It's set in a small fishing town in Maine and it's based around these uh, two young girls, probably like, late teens early 20s who uh who they lose their mother and uh, shit rolls downhill from there <laughs> yeah they're uh, sisters right so yes spoiler alert um it, one of the girls ends up murdering someone <laughs> yeah. and they need to now uh deal with this murder and it uncovers all sorts of shit that's going on in this small sleepy sleep fishing town where there's some real shit happening and it, it, yeah. it gets fucking great. Um, AJ, I know you just texted us yesterday about how badass you thought this movie was. Let's hear it from you. I want to, I want to hear from you first. Give, give me your thoughts on blow the man down. So from the opening sequence where the uh, fisherman is singing the blow the man down, I was immediately just into the, the vibe and the atmosphere of this movie. I just, uh, and I thought all the, um, performances were very um, understated, but very, very good. And nobody, you know, there was nobody in this film that I was that I felt didn't give a very, very solid performance. Mm-hmm. Um, that was first off. I liked the way the film was written. I, I, I felt that uh, uh, there was a like a certain amount of attention to every scene, the way it was filmed. Um, I like the two young, li- the two lead characters, um, their relationship, and I like, uh, I just like how um, <clears throat> the great Marla Martingale, is that her name? Uh, Margot Martingale. Margot Martingale, yeah. yeah. She yeah. Awesome. Yeah. She's ri- she plays the the foil. She plays the the you know the villain basically, but um, the way it all plays out is because the mother died. This. Um, this they had this like women's circle almost these like women that were this tightly knit group and the the mother of these two girls was basically sort of the leader yeah of that group and she was the only one kind of holding these ladies back because they hate margot martindale because she owns this you know the whorehouse in this it's, it takes place in maine in this main town and she owns the whorehouse for uh, you know, they decided to make a buck on these guys, you know, coming into town off, you know, into port or whatever, back in the day when they were younger. And the mother here was the sort of the matriarch of everything. And 
she was kind of holding holding them back and when she died they kind of they got to you know go after her a bit and the murder is tied into the, the guy that's murdered works for you know margot martindale's character it's a lot of seedy right. stuff going on and uh i just like how it's all kind of intertwined and and I like how the story is told. It's not a long runtime either. It's maybe oh, 9,500 yeah. minutes, maybe less. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't need to be any more mm. than that. It's not a huge budget, I don't think. But Amazon Studios uh, bought it. And uh, and June Squibb, the, uh, she's great in it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, 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 uh, the grandmother of the cop there. Yeah. yeah. She's dynamite. And I just I just think the performances are all very understated, very good, very believable characters. The motivations are I buy all the motivations. Yeah. And I just I dug it. Yeah, I, I did too. So T dubs, Tim. Did you did you watch Blow the Man Down as well? I did. I did. I watched all it last right, night. Cool. Um I loved it too. I thought it was great. Um you know, you know me. I get into like themes of things, and one of the things I, I really liked about it, it, it really had a um, a women in power kind of theme mm. to the movie. Uh, you know, the, the police officers were men, but let's be honest, even the younger Worthless. guy, they were kind of yeah, bumbling idiots. The two of them, whereas like the younger guy was kind of in love with the with with one of the with one of the girls there, and the older cop was just like a, he'd been a cop for a long time. He didn't give a flying fuck. Most yeah, you're right, Mark. Most of the guys were useless in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, and the women they were really calling the shots, pulling all the strings. I thought that was uh, was a really cool element to the movie. Uh, and the, yeah, the the what I love too is like I, I was looking through this on Wikipedia is like. The directors, the producers, the writers, literally nobody even has a wiki page. Like th- these are people who have never done hmm. anything. Really. Yeah. yeah. Aren't the directors so, two, two women yeah, directed it? Bridget yeah, yeah. Savage Cole and Danielle Crudy have never, never done anything before. So to, to really come off with like your big first, your first big feature film to be this goddamn good, uh, that's really impressive. Uh, so I, I really like that. And for me, when I was watching the movie, one of the, and, and I'm not just drawing this comparison to these other two movies because these other two movies happen to be really cold and snowy places, but I got Fargo. like, a, a, yeah, I got a Fargo feel. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I got a Fargo yeah. feel and I got, uh, have you guys ever seen a simple plan? Yeah. With Paxton? Yes. I got a very got, simple plan out of it too. I did too. Yeah. So I think the, the Fargo comparisons are the, uh, some critics. Were oh yeah. Too. That's, uh, like Fargo with lobsters uh-huh. or whatever. Like it's just got because it's got that regional <laughs> flair, a small town, yep. it, you know, with that criminal element like to the it. Underlying criminal yeah. element, yeah. just like Fargo's all about. And for me, it had especially after the the murder happened, it had that kind of really on the edge of your seat. Holy shit, are they going to get caught? Thing like a simple plan did. And yeah. if anybody here hasn't seen a simple plan, fucking see it. It's awesome. please do. Um, it's so good. Uh, but I, I really got that. And when you are taking a movie like this by some girls who are just making this movie and, and really haven't done anything, and you're comparing them to Fargo and a simple plan, you are off to a really, really good fucking right? start in your career. I think so, so. Um, I thought that was good. I loved AJ. I loved to your point. I love June Squibb. She's in Nebraska. I think she's nominated for an Academy Award for Nebraska. That's yeah. a good movie too. Yeah. Uh, she she's really really great in it. Um, I love the two lead girls. I, I think they do a good job. Uh, I, I especially uh, the uh, the the brunette girl. I forget her character's name. 
Um, but she, she does a really like under, a very understated performance. Great. And of course, DP, we've talked about this before. We will always love Margot Martindale for that season Margot of Justified. Yeah. Uh, that season of Justified, she, I mean, it is like legitimately one of the best characters in the history of television. So um, I'm not saying Margot Martindale can get it. Uh, but I am saying that I think she's a wonderful actress. If she wanted she it, you'd give it to her. That scene towards the end. Yeah, I've done worse. Take I've done June, June Squibbs and two movies we're talking about tonight. By yeah, the way. I did. I didn't actually yeah. see the other one, but uh, I did see that. But uh, yeah, no, uh, that scene towards the end uh, when she's real hammered and the two girls show up at the house and she freaks out and she slaps one of them in the face and starts telling them they're, they're entitled. That is like, for me, when I was watching that scene, I'm like, this is acting at its absolute finest. This woman is a master of her craft. I thought she was great. I thought the movie really did really... Um, and, and, and I get it too, because I was looking at Rotten Tomatoes, right? And the critics are 98% and the audience is 76. And I get that because, you know, the critics saw it and was like, oh, this is so brilliant. You know, the, a bunch of you know, audience people were like, oh, so slow. And nobody fucking, no buildings exploded or anything, you know, because <laughs> people are morons. So they didn't, they didn't really like it that much. But um, for me, I just think it's a, it's a movie. If you are at home and you can't go to the movie theaters right now, this is a fucking must watch movie. I loved it. I've been recommending it for a couple of days now to anybody yeah. I, I talked to. Hell yeah. I was doing the same. Yeah. So Mark, yeah. let's hear your thoughts. Yeah. So it was a while ago when I, wa- I just watched it one time as a while ago and i remember recommend rec- recommending it to a couple friends right out the gate and they came back to me and they had the same uh, appreciation for it they both really liked it they're like man that was dark it was powerful that was great um and since it's been a while since i've seen it um i don't necessarily remember all the details but like aj was saying i do remember right out the gate just being on board just the way that they lay out the first few scenes i just remember being sold right from the beginning and then one thing i i I really liked about it too was just how it was like this quaint picturesque new england fishing town and as the story went on it just started to peel back these layers of how it was just like you know criminal seedy underbelly and what was otherwise a picturesque postcard kind of town Mm -hmm. um and like all you guys were saying too, just the performances from all the actresses and actors. It was, I, I believed all the, all the characters and everything that was going on. It was a, a fun ride. It wasn't like over the top absurd. It was a believable, just kind of American underbelly story. So yeah, it was very enjoyable. And I recommend it. I love that. Anybody. I love that stuff. I love that stuff. Yeah. Guys, can, yeah. can I ask you this real quick? Uh, can I ask stuff. you this? Just real quick, your opinion. Was the fucking harpoon to the neck a little too on the nose for a fishing town? Right. Was that <laughs> just a little? A bit, a bit, a bit. A bit, a bit she yeah. To, she did go to work with them on the with a brick, too. <laughs> True. And that's an awesome scene. I'm not taking any way away from that scene, but that was the one thing where I went, eh, that's a little fucking, that's a little New England-ish. It's a little yeah. too New England for me right there, yeah, but uh, yeah. but it was. But still a that's great not scene. the only. That's all not the only murder. There's uh, uh, one of the prostitutes' body washes up on shore, right? Um, and so there's a whole uh, mystery, a little bit of a mystery as to yeah. who did that. Was that was that was that ever tied up? Did they ever figure that out? I was think that ever, they, I think Gorski, Gorski did it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that seemed to be what the thought was. 
Right. All right. So here, let me ask you guys this about the ending, because I felt like, uh, I, I mean, they didn't straight up tell you, but to me, it felt like um, that June Squibb and Martha Kent, like the, those gangster old ladies. <laughs> that was yeah. tight. Kinda, yeah. They put her up to that. They kind of asked that the girl to kill Enid, Margot Martindale's character. So they had her wiped out. And then when they found Gorski's body, they just got rid of it just to tie up loose ends. Yeah, Yeah. June June Squibb's character was spraying out. Cleaning it out and kind of gives them a smile. Oh, she absolutely smiles. Yeah, 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 yeah. and it just kind of like, you know, we're going to get rid of this because it helps us too. So you two are scot-free. Oh, they, yeah. they Is that got the impression you guys got too. Oh, they, yeah, got, they, they got, got away with murder. They got that yeah. girl's head. They got that. I mean, that girl wasn't a fucking genius by any stretch of the imagination. They mm-hmm. got in her head. They had her all twisted, thinking that she, that Margot Martindale's character, was the reason that her friend was dead. Yeah. Oh yeah, they they didn't so. ex, you know explicitly put her up to it. Oh, but, but they, they mind fucked put her, her into it. Yeah, they manipulated the shit oh, out of her. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are nice little though. I love those women. These like the dainty little like oh oh Old oh ladies. like oh yeah. Oh the those moment, are the, those the moment gangster they're bitches. Absolutely. Yeah, the, moment they're they're like, the moment they're like the moment they're like their de facto boss dies, then they get this they're like attacking. They go oh, yeah. on the attack. Oh yeah. You know, they they were they were off the leash at that point. They were like, all right, she's not alive anymore. We can go after her now. Because yeah. the mother was the only one stopping them before. Yeah, kind of held That's them all the together. Sense I got. Yeah, gave them a little bit more, uh, so, so, not civility, but yeah, a little bit more restrained with with her as the leader. And yeah, what I do remember at the ending too, I just I remember having the feeling that uh, those old ladies had the 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 girls' backs, like they were going to cover for her. They loved right. her, their mother, like yep. they loved them. So like they've kind of just taken these daughters into their fold of their little gangster crew. And so they were just covering up for them yeah. and just, yeah. I love them. Like, I love the little bitches. Sun, was such, sunshine. That, that and movie, like, that, yeah. The plot of that movie was, was really tight. It was, it was a slick plot. I agree. Like, well written. Yeah. Let me ask yeah. you guys a question. Really well written. Let me ask you guys a question. Cause I was thinking about this earlier today for me, and I'm not saying movies like this, especially low budget where there's not a huge, names or anything like that normally movies like that are not nominated for academy awards but this year is so different than any other year that the majority of movies that have come out that are going to be nominated for academy awards are going to be if not straight to streaming movies majority streaming movies Uh do you guys see if you were to, to to say i would nominate this movie for any type of award whether it's best picture or acting or anything is there anywhere where you guys would say this person deserves an academy award nod for this movie i like yeah. the writing i yeah, like the say, writing i, I was writing. about to say writing for sure and yeah. margo martindale uh, best supporting right and, best and supporting. Supporting. yeah yeah and even squib like they could go along for the same movie for best yeah. supporting yeah i thought she was dynamite yeah, I, I mean, I mean, we we don't know because they're they're gonna release a lot of new movies in the next few months, and you know, well, obviously with this podcast, we'll we'll dive into the Academy Awards this year. But I don't see if you're nominating ten movies for Best Picture like they have been doing in the last few years. I don't see why this couldn't get at least a nod yeah. for Best Picture. They might scale. They might scale that back. Just maybe, but because, I don't. But yeah, but yeah. if they are saying ten. This is a movie that was 98% from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't see why it couldn't, but 
Again, it's very low budget. There's not a lot of big names. Let me ask. The writing was the writing was killer, and those those sorts of films do get writing nods, Mm -hmm. at least Mm -hmm. for you know what I mean Mm -hmm. for nominations. What about as as far as um, Academy Awards go and streaming movies and TW? You may be able to correct me if I'm wrong, but I seem to remember in the past whenever streaming movies were kind of uh, brought up in the subject of Academy Awards, that there was a bit of a um, just like uh disliking towards them like they they were excluded just because they were thought of as like lesser than am i well, wrong in oh, thinking totally. that yeah before before we went we were talking about this before we went on the air like dp was mentioning marriage story and the irishman those those were those were straight to streaming for the most part yeah dp i think you said they you put they put them in the theaters just to make them eligible yeah for for at least in the past you had to have played in movie theaters right. to be considered oh, the, for the, an academy the, award but yeah, i think that's rules. changing yeah, that, those rules are going to change. Yeah, I have yeah. a feeling that's going to be the, the criteria will change this year. But um, I mean, Mary's Story had multiple Academy Award nominations. So did The Irishman, even though I wanted to shoot myself about two hours through The Irishman because I knew because <laughs> I knew there was still three days left of watching. I'm much fat on that film. Oh, Me and uh, but I loved Mary's Story. I thought it was great. So I think I think you know, to, to your point, Marky, I think, yeah, that was a thing in the past because also you have to remember, like DP said, the majority of movies that went straight to streaming or straight to video, if we're going way back, or movies that suck, they're not going to get nominated. True, for Academy but there were still some movies that were, I can't remember. I'm, I wish I had an example, but I feel like a year or two ago, there were some movies that were really good that went straight to streaming. And then when it became like Oscar season, the discussion of those they weren't included and people were like well why didn't you bring these movies into the fold these movies were great and they were just kind of glossed over like and we're not talking about those because those are streaming movies yeah that that, i i I hadn't heard that i'm not and i'm sure you're absolutely right about that because the academy awards as we've gotten into the people (laughs) who pick these things are a bunch of cunts so yeah. i mean my, my guess is yeah th- that if that is the case that doesn't that would not shock me in the slightest so yeah but i think especially uh after last year and with the events that have happened this year um i think i think that maybe hopefully that's not a thing anymore well, you, but yeah you can't ignore that now right he has no choice but yeah you get um, two movies to pick from otherwise <laughs> yeah you get tenant you know mm-hmm. tenant wins everything yeah, and well, Bill and well, Ted ne- face the music. <laughs> yeah, which, well, is stri- which I think ne- is streaming now, by the way. Yeah. Well, well, the ne- Academy Award goes to Bill and Ted. <laughs> ne- like they had. So Netflix <laughs> yeah. did this two years ago with Roma too. Like they. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You know that was another one that they they pushed out and they got a lot. You know they they put a lot of publicity behind that to for these you know around Oscar season and they made a big push for it. And they were convinced it was gonna, you Get know, something. win a ton of awards. Yeah, yeah, it is so. funny. I I liked Roma. I don't know if I remember that one. <laughs> I did not watch it. It has subtitles. I'm all set. <laughs> <laughs> so of course Andy likes it's it. It's a pow- It's a powerful <laughs> film. Yeah. No, it wasn't a superhero movie, so you didn't like it. That was. That was, that was <laughs> so. All right, boys. Uh you guys want to move on to uh, another movie here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should, so, we right. it? Should we rate the oh, first one? Oh, good idea. You know, yeah, let's yeah, let's call. give our good rating call. on Blow the Man Down. Yeah, yeah. I'll start. I'll tell you what. I give it. Uh, I give bar. it four stars. It's a good bar. Man. 
I'm going to agree with uh, DP. It's going to be a, a solid four for me. That was a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go like 4.15. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, li- I like this. Four, so, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. I, I like this movie a lot. I really do. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Coming into the podcast, I was thinking it was four. But then after I talked with you guys about it and you kind of brought up some other things that I didn't even think of, it definitely le- it definitely raised the level of brilliance of the movie. I'm going four and a quarter. Nice. Right. Nice. Nice. We averaged just over four then. Yeah. yeah. It was tremendous. I mean, and I have to agree with you, TW, about the – the comparisons to Fargo and especially a simple plan. I, I didn't think I, about that before. I, but yeah. I, think, I think, I think the, uh, the vibe is so similar. It, and not it's just because it's cold and snowy, which no, 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 are, no. It's, you know, it's got mean. a, it's just got, I like films like that. I think yeah. I just, I dig that. I dig when it's done right. They can be really, and really it's, well it's, done. There's something about that. Those like really cold, icy desolate areas that make it make movies even more fucking creepy because those are people they're in the middle of fucking nowhere i mean what is it eat was that east cove maine is that where that was easter easter cove easter cove Cove, that is the middle (laughs) of fucking nowhere way up there same thing with fargo same thing with the simple planet it is the middle of nowhere that's where the scariest shit happens i also really like a criminal character that is smart and perseveres and like wins to a degree right so like there's these criminal gangster ladies that it's not even like it's not until like halfway through the movie that you realize that these sweet old ladies are involved in some criminal shit and then by the end of it you realize that they've been doing it a long time and they're still gonna do it and yeah yeah they they came out on top they're pros Mm -hmm. all right boys so yeah uh blow the man down the I think the consensus is that it was badass. We loved it. Uh, absolutely something you guys should be checking out uh, in your free time. Good, good movie. You'll love it. It's, bad. it's a New England town. I think uh, if you live around here, it'll definitely be something that will. Uh, I still very much appreciated it. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not trying to, you know, just because you live in a cooler place than us doesn't mean, you know, that. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we're going to move on to the next flick. Uh, all cards on the table. I did not have time this week to watch this movie. Uh, so I'm going to introduce it and then I'm going to get out of the way. Uh, I will kick it over to DP because this is his topic this week and he has seen this movie. It's Palm Springs. DP, go for it. Yes, thank you. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, a Hulu original film uh, starring Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti. I think is her name. Uh, so, of yeah. how I, of how I met your mother. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. Nice, I love her. Uh, directed by Max Barbacow and uh, written by Andy Sierra. Uh, this is basically just uh, a Groundhog Day, except <laughs> with a twist. You know, which is fine, but it's fucking hilarious. Andy Samberg is so funny in this movie. This isn't one where we're gonna say talk about academy awards for this one but this movie will make you laugh your ass off this is really really funny um it's so andy sandberg plays this character who is in a time loop groundhog day style um you know and it starts off with him already in it and Kristen miliati plays a character who also ends up in the time loop with him 
And then the film is kind of the progression of those two living the same day over and over together and trying to find their way out of it. And um, J.K. Simmons is in it as another character who is also stuck in this time loop with them. And his (laughs) J.K. Simmons steals this fucking movie. Like, yeah, his scenes are amazing. He only pops up every once in a while. Yeah. But when he does, it's like the highlight of the movie. Um, It's super fun. You know, it's basically a romantic comedy. Kind of showing Andy Samberg and her falling in love and, you know, dealing with this shit and brings up some kind of interesting, you know, questions about life in general and how much of life is I mean something versus what's actually really meaningless and so you know it kind of makes you think on that level but on the whole it's just a super funny fun movie to watch um I started re-watching it again today I didn't finish it but I, I will say as on a rewatch, it's just as fun because you that. know like you know some of the stuff that happens at the end and you kind of you start noticing things you didn't notice the first time so uh super fun super funny movie i i definitely recommend this to everyone mark did you you watch this one too i did i watched it last night thoroughly enjoyed it yeah um and i i didn't uh really look into anything before i watched it you know um this is one of the movies that came up on the the roster for homework and so i hadn't seen it i had seen our other two movies so i watched this one not knowing anything about it and within the first few minutes i pegged it i was like i think this is a groundhog's day situation and Mm -hmm. which i was kind of annoyed that nowhere not once in the movie did anybody reference groundhog's day i kept waiting for somebody to say like you know just bring it up at one point andy sandberg to say uh you know it's your standard time loop situation <laughs> and, and she's like you're what he's like time loop standard standard time loop and she's like what the fuck are you talking about no this movie was hilarious and i like andy sandberg i wouldn't say i'm a super fan but he did a fantastic job in this role of course he's goofy and funny but he also just did all around well as a more of a well-rounded actor he wasn't just over the top silly the whole time you know he had some more dramatic scenes that he did very well and talking about jk simmons was hilarious there's one scene where because like uh, dp was saying the, the movie begins with andy samberg's character already in this time loop and then as the viewer you find out more and more you piece it together what's going on and you later find out that jk simmons has also been in this time loop with him but he's just popping up trying to kill andy (laughs) samberg at every turn and you later find out he's it's because at one time they were partying and that scene where they're partying together yes. is the, like one of the best parts of the they're whole They're doing movie. tons of coke <laughs> together and yeah. just getting ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. J.K. Simmons comes to Andy San- Sandberg's character. He's at the bar. That was uh, just as a side note. Um, you know, since, since he is in this time loop, he, he says ridiculous things, does ridiculous things in mm-hmm. front of people. People are yeah. living their, people are living their everyday lives 
Yeah, because he knows no matter what he does or says, the next day it's going to be like it never happened. So he can say and do anything to anybody and wake up the next day and it's like it never happened. So he he seems to really enjoy that. Yeah, There's there's definitely the parts where he takes advantage of that. But some of what I thought was uh, more funnier scenes is when he's in this like introspective stage and he's like says these very profound things at these very random times like he's in a seedy bar and he says like this deeply philosophical statement and the people around him like what the fuck are you on about (laughs) and that's kind of where uh, jk simmons finds him and he's like son you want to dance and he points at his nose and they just start doing a bunch of blow and they get like super (laughs) fucked up but yeah thoroughly enjoyable movie and it also touches into like my fan of sci-fi because that's where this it's not like uh you know the groundhog's day movie with bill murray i feel like you know it's a little bit unexplained of how he's in this constant time loop and this movie there's a, a little bit of a reason of why it's going on and that mm-hmm. was fun um and there's also a lot more deaths and suicides in this movie they really exercise it's an r-rated movie and they really and there's also lots of se- weird sexual scenes too so they really exercise the idea of what someone would do with their uh continual non-stop day i am so upset i didn't watch this movie now i'm it's so sad. upset like it's free it on sounds Hulu, like baby. for a degenerate like the like me this sounds like it's right up my alley mm-hmm. yeah especially when it kicks off and you know like i said his character is just he's already at the point of i don't give a fuck so yeah. <laughs> which makes it very fun to follow him around for the day you know and uh i looked at you know the people that the writer and director max barbacow the direct director i didn't recognize much of anything that he had done previously but andy sierra the writer he's the writer on the hulu show lodge 49 which is a weird uh science fiction somewhat time warp uh, it's it's very bizarre but very fun show also a comedy that one stars wyatt russell who is uh kurt russell's son who looks just like kurt russell but with blonde hair it's very odd oh, wait a minute is that is that the one where the that that like surfer guy finds that lodge yep Done. oh so that was that was on network tv it's on hulu now yep oh that movie that show is fucking awesome yeah i love that show that show is hilarious same writer Oh, okay. oh, God, again, God damn it. I wish I watched this movie. <laughs> yeah. All right, that show's great. Um, and also just, uh, I was looking into some of like the IMDb information on this. Um, I found that uh, the writer, or Andy Sandberg had, had, had said at some point that they had wrote and shot uh, multiple endings, but, and they viewed those to uh, friends and family and then they kind of just took a poll and opinions and then went with the one that was voted uh, the favorite. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, and it also broke Hulu's record for the most viewed movie in its opening weekend. Oh, wow. I, I didn't was know that. Too. Yeah. Um, and also DP, I saw something that uh, the writer Andy Sierra had said at some point in some press thing, I guess that, uh, he had wrote Niles' character, that's Andy Samberg's character, um, when writing this, in his mind, Niles has been in this time loop for over 40 years. 
So that was one thing I kind wow. of was right. wondering while watching this movie because he acts like he's been in in there forever. And it kind of makes sense with uh, the writer saying that, yes, and as the writer, he believes that uh, he's been there for over 40 years, which makes sense for how loony he is in the movie. Mm. Yeah, because, I mean, she even asked him, like, what, hey, what did you what did you do before you were here? And he's like, yeah, I honestly can't remember. <laughs> and I I what like watching it, I'm like, is he lying? It was hard to tell. You didn't think he was lying. And if he had been there for that long, I could see, yeah, maybe he was telling the truth. Yeah, he, he, legit he can't remember what remember. His, uh, yeah. his day job was beforehand. So. AJ, did you watch this movie? Yeah, I've seen Palm Springs twice now. Oh, wow. So I guess that means you liked it. I'm a huge fan of Palm Springs. I <laughs> yeah. love freaking Palm Springs. And I'll tell you what, Mark, you're not going to get all the freaking facts out there about this movie. Did you know it okay. also uh, has the record for the biggest sale of a film at Sundance? I saw that. Oh, $17.5 million and 69 cents. It broke the record. The, beating, the pre- <laughs> beating the previous amount by uh, 69 cents. Yeah. So it, I'm sorry, AJ. So what, what, did that, what does that mean exactly? They sold it at so Sundance. Hulu- yeah, they sold it at Sundance to Hulu. So at the festival, Hulu bought it after they saw mm-hmm. it. Huh, that's pretty badass, bro. Yeah, and the previous so, record, or the previous highest selling movie at Sundance was seventeen million five hundred thousand. This one was seventeen million five hundred thousand and sixty nine cents. Yeah, it was a right. It was a symbolic. All right, I got you. That's awesome. I love it. So I won't retread any of what these guys are saying. I think uh, it was. It's a terrific film. It really is. Yeah. It's not just a comedy. It's just a terrific film. It's very well written. J.K. Simmons is a stud. He's so awesome. He's a stud. But, you know, the two leads, uh, Sandberg and Milioti, are tremendous together. They have good on-screen chemistry. And I just want to point out a couple scenes that I think are kind of – one of them, they were talking about how he's been in the time loop for so long. Uh-huh. So when he first on-screen meets uh, um, Kristen Milioti's character, he's met her at thousand million times before right yeah but he's crossing the dance floor uh-huh. remember the scene mm-hmm. where he's crossing the <laughs> yeah. dance floor and he knows like remember in groundhog day tw when when uh, bill murray's uh running down the street to catch the kid falling out of the tree because yeah, he just knows it's gonna happen yeah so this is very similar to that where andy sandberg's character is crossing the dance floor because by the way they go to palm springs him and his girlfriend because it's a wedding yes and they're going oh, yeah. to attend That's a bad. wedding and so they're at the wedding reception and uh, Chris Emiliotti plays the sister of the bride and she's the maid of honor, etc. But she's kind of a mess. And, you know, she's also slept with the, the guy that was getting married, the sister's uh, fiance the night before. Boom. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so, spoiler before. Yeah. I gotta say that is one of those themes that I found like, beyond the movie being funny one of those kind of makes you think situations where this girl like after she sleeps with him for the first time but she's going and then through it over, wakes up in over, the morning over and over. in the worst morning of her fucking life the worst mm-hmm. morning ever is her waking up with her sister's fiance and she has to keep reliving over and, just, and over oh, yeah. and over again and but back to uh-huh. back to the to, to the um crossing the dance floor so 
Sandberg's character is crossing the dance floor, and he and everybody's drinking and stuff, and people are stumbling around and doing different dance moves. And he knows everybody's dance moves. He knows where everybody's gonna stand and move or whatever because he's done it so many times. <laughs> he's like dancing in front of this guy, and the, right next the guy's doing this thing. He's sitting. He's standing right in front of him. Yeah, <laughs> and then it. he and then he pulls puts a chair in front of this guy that's about to fall down, and he's you know just that whole thing, right? Taps and the guy on his shoulder, takes a sip of his drink. Yeah, just this whole thing. And then he sidles up next to Krista Milioni's character and they kind of get into it. And, and he also knows that his girlfriend who he went to the wedding with is going to cheat on him that night, of course, because he's seen it a thousand times. And uh, they make a whole thing out of that. And that's how kind of how they get together in a way. And by the way, this whole thing where, you know, these stories like Groundhog Day is just this guy going through it alone and he learns how to be a better person and falls in love and all this stuff. There's this like cave. This is how it happened. There's this cave and you go into the cave and you end up in the time loop. So the night that they're talking about with Jake and Sims character, when they get fucked up, they're all, they're all totally coked out and drunk and fucked up. Oh, they're so gacked up. And they go, and he go to the cave. He shows them the cave. And he's so wasted. He, and, and and so Simmons' character walks in the cave and that's how he gets in the time loop. And now he hates his guts because he's a yeah. married dude. He's a married dude with two young kids and they're never, he's going to never see them grow up. And he just comes back to torment him from time He just to time. tries to kill Andy Samberg. Yeah. From, and he, uh, whenever yeah. he gets bored, he just goes and hunts yeah. him. In, in tons of different ways. Tortures him. Like he, they show <laughs> so, like all so these good. different, they saw, throw all these different things at you that, that waterboarding him. him. <laughs> Boarding him. Um, like all crazy shit but the one thing i wanted to say about this film is there is a point where where chris Emiliotti's character figures out maybe how to how to get out of it maybe maybe like she doesn't know she doesn't know if it's gonna work she doesn't know if it's gonna work yeah and they have this scene together where she's like saying i think we might be able to get out of this and he doesn't want to leave she wants to leave and he doesn't want to leave. They both want to be with each other just in different places. And yeah. I think it's just he's been in it so long, he can't see being going out. Like people suck and he just wants to just be in this thing and with this woman. And when he knows what's going to happen and they can just live together in that. And she wants to go back to her life, which by the way, wasn't that great before the well, wedding. I, th- I think we it's can't... part of it. I think it's part of it is because of her waking up every morning. Uh, That's part of it. Of, yeah. Yep. She next has to, to get her out of that. Sister's fiance. She has to get out of that, but he wants to stay because he's, that's all he knows now. And sure. he, he thinks it's just a better life for him. But anyway, so they, they make a decision at the end. There's some funny stuff that leads up to how they actually um, culminate the thing. But yeah, it's fantastic film. It's that's, fantastic. When, when, you, when you were talking about that uh, dance floor scene, that reminded me how much I liked the side characters in this movie. There's so many like random side characters. Like that one guy, he's like super white, ends up getting like beat red whenever he's screaming. And at one point he's talking about how he needs to go back to the Great Lakes. He's he's one of the <laughs> one of the groomsmen. And then yeah. the uh, the officiant is like this Asian dude with an Australian accent. He's the one that has the coke on him. There's just a bunch of like weird fun side characters. Um and the the overall cast isn't that big, right? Because it's everyone that's at the wedding venue and then the people that are at the CD bar and yeah, t- Yes, at TW, the bride slash Crystal Milioti's 
fa- father is played by Peter Gallagher. You know him, right? Why do I know that name? You, you'd know him if you saw him. Yeah. What's he from? You would absolutely know him if you saw him. I'm trying to think. He's in something that he's in a comedy that you look him up. You know what he looks like. Thick eyebrows, thick head of hair. Yourself, so I'm going to look it up. Um, uh, he's in American Beauty. No, but he's in some. Oh, t- he's, he's in uh, Frankie. You know what he's in? He's in Mr. Deeds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have so to see plays, the, I didn't have to see the filmography. Head. I just saw his face. And I was like, oh, that's fucking guy. He's got guy. a distinct face. And he's, uh, he's the bride's dad. And he's got some, he's got some classic lines in it, too. Not mm-hmm. a lot, but it's basically those two and J.K. Simmons popping up. And yeah. I think J.K. Simmons, for as great as he is, he popped up just the right amount of times. Sure, I agree. Yeah, they didn't overuse him, which is part. Yeah, of, no. yeah they use him just enough. Yeah, and, and also he, he's an American treasure. That guy. Just the, the so first, good. the so first good. time he pops up on screen too is uh, Andy Samberg is hooking up with uh, Kristen Milioti, and Andy Samberg gets shot with an arrow, and he's just like, "God damn it, Roy!" And she's like, "What?" <laughs> He's like, Roy, you're a sick son of a bitch. And he's just yelling it into the sky. And then you, uh, J.K. Simmons just pops up from behind the bushes in all camo and face paint, holding a bow and arrow. But- yeah, and that's how she ends up in the cave because he's he goes, they're, they're like out in the woods, like making out. And that's when obviously Roy shows up and starts attacking him. Yeah. And the cave is right around the corner. Yeah. And, and so, so they- Roy goes to the cave and 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 then Niles, Andy Samberg's here, just crawled towards the cave and and Chris Emiliano is like, hey, you okay? What's going on? He's like, stay away. Get out of here. Go back. Yeah. And then she's like, just walks towards Falls the down. light. Yeah. Yeah. And she wakes up uh, in the same shit. That's also the uh, one thing that was just kind of a funny side note is that Andy Sandberg's character is always drinking <laughs> like the whole movie. He's always got a beer in his hand. He's always throwing back booze constantly. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's no hangover. If yeah, you know, I was going to say, you never wake up with a hangover nope. and you never yeah. get older, so fuck it, get drunk every day. Isn't that a part of Groundhog Day? Doesn't the guy say that to him when they're in the car? He's like, yeah, there's no hangovers. No, like, Remember when he's in the car with the two dudes that are absolutely shit-faced? Oh, they're awesome, they come out yeah. of the diner? He, I think one of the guys actually says to him, no hangovers tomorrow, you can do whatever you want. That's when he starts to go, you know, do fun shit. Mm-hmm. So I, I know I kidnapped that... and kidnapped the, the groundhog. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's when he goes fucking insane. But that oh, was guys. my only complaint about this movie is that they never mentioned Groundhog's Day once. And it's like, mm-hmm. how can you have a time loop movie and not bring up Groundhog's yeah. Day? And, and you mean this fictitious being a time loop, but never bring up Groundhog Day. Yeah. Yeah. Just an homage. So nice. it, I think it's a tremendous film. I, I it's uh, very fun. It's, I'll watch it, it again. It's hilarious. It takes a lot of chances. It takes that conceit and gives it some new flavor. You know. Yes, absolutely. Which yeah. I like. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, I will say I know we were you were just saying you know it's not going to be you know an Academy Award. It's ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics. Wow, is it really? Yeah, yeah it's that's 80. a very fun movie. 88 percent of the audience i mean yeah I'm I mean, it's not higher from the audience to be honest yeah i know i know but again it's a bunch of cunts but uh 94 from the from the critics i mean and, and to marky's point like it broke hula's records for viewership that's another that's reason i mean some, some some movies get uh awards based on stuff like that so i mean uh see titanic you know but uh it was killer it was killer 
that. Really good film. Yeah, well, I watch it again right now. I think it's tremendous. It's I honestly, guys, the reason the reason I didn't watch it, let's be honest, I have time. I have no life, uh, nor <laughs> many friends, nor a significant other. I have a dog who's wonderful, uh, but other than that, I have time. I just I don't have Hulu. So, are you guys should I get Hulu? I have ten dollars. I mean, I can get Hulu. There's a lot of good shows on Six, Hulu. I love Hulu because yeah, it's they get a bunch of old shows that we love, like. The Golden Girls and, <laughs> I won't and watch Buffy that. the Vamp. Buffy's I, on I, there. I'm uh, already uh, in my third re rewatch of How I Met Your Mother on Hulu. I'll, oh, I'll that's on Hulu. Okay, I'll get Hulu because I'll put also, that shit uh, on when I go to bed. I mean, what we do in the shadows is on there. Yeah, what we do in the shadows. You got to deal Buffy with the Vampire Slayer. You got to deal with ads unless you want to pay a little bit more. That's fine. I don't yeah. care. I mean, ads give you enough time to go get pissed. Right. Exactly. That's what I do. You know. You're right. You know. All right. Um, um, hey, one one quick thing uh, to between these last two movies, a quick Superman uh, connection. Mm. So in uh, Blow the Man Down, Annette O'Toole stars in it. Yeah, she played uh, she played Martha Kent in Smallville, and in Palm Springs, the husband is Tyler ha- uh, Hawkland, who plays Superman now on. TV. So, and, just because I'm a nerd, I had to bring that up. And June Squibb was in Blow the Man Down and Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's the grandmother. June was in both. Yeah, she's oh, got yeah. a very tiny, tiny part where she comes up to each of them after they do a toast yeah. and has some yeah. words of wisdom. Is she not the perfect grandmother for any fucking movie? Yeah. You know, <laughs> AJ, yeah. real quick, AJ in um, Palm Springs, when she uh, had her like second appearance in the movie. I think is near the end when she's talking to uh, Chris and Miliotti's character. Yeah. And the, the way she's speaking to her, I thought that it was going to be revealed that she is also in the time loop because it's like very weird the way that she was. I, I got that impression things. too. Yeah. It was weird. It was a little, it left it out up in the air kind of. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Cause it's, don't not, know. it's not impossible that other people haven't found that cave. It's right next to the wedding venue. It yeah. really is close enough. Yeah. Yeah, walking distance. Yeah. <laughs> they walked out there and they were like fooling around. Yeah. <laughs> and they were right near the cave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, boys. So let's, uh, you guys all want to give your, your your rating, your five star rating for Palm Springs. Marky, let's start with you. 4.25. Wow. Wow. I could watch that movie a lot. It was just, it was, I was laughing the whole time, but it was, I also thought it was like, I mean, I was about to say smart. That's not untrue. It's, it's not highly intelligent, but it's smart enough for me. I'm not a genius. So it, it made, you know, (laughs) it was enough of a thinker. It was, it was very fun. And I think there's a lot of replay value to it. Yeah. Um, And a lot of great jokes. Yeah. 4.25. I'm sticking with that. Wow. All right. AJ. I'm not surprised by that rating because that was the number that was floating around my head. Wow. The entire Jesus time. Four point two five. I yeah. love I love Palm Springs. I could watch it again right, right now. It's so rewatchable. Mm-hmm. It's uh gotta watch every this. every from every performance works. I love the idea. I love the conceit. I love how it's played out. And I just love J.K. Simmons so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I gotta say, I'm a little upset 
because I, I thought I was going to be the outlier putting it over four stars. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> I thought I was going to be the one be like, well, guys, I give it four and a quarter. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, I give it four and a quarter too. This movie. Wow, nice. unanimous. Yeah. I'm, li- I'm literally getting Hulu this weekend so I can watch it. All right. <laughs> yeah, please it. watch right. it, man. Get on, get on the train, man. This film is incredibly well conceived and well written and well acted. Yeah. And it made me laugh my ass. Well, I love Andy Samberg and I love Christina Milioti. I love JK Simmons. I'm, I'm, I was chuckling out loud so many times during that film. Me too. The whole way through, really. Yeah. Yeah. Just so well done. All right. So we have one more movie to do. And that was um, we picked the Lovebirds, which is on net. net was it Netflix? Yeah, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Free with the Netflix uh, subscription. The reason um, the first person I want to go to on this movie, it has to be Marky, and because every time we bring up a romantic comedy, there, there were times where we were like, <laughs> "Hey, hey, hey, we should do a ro- oh, like a like a guilty pleasure romantic comedy." episode mark he's like no fuck that i'm not watching that shit. i'm not doing a fucking romantic comedy you can't make me watch that shit and yet during the week we go hey we should do the lovebirds and marky goes oh i liked that movie <laughs> it's a romantic comedy it's a comedy with a tinge of romance to it it's no, a little it's more a than romantic a comedy they just kind of a little more than a tinge Little more than a tinge. Yeah, instead of singing into a spatula, they're you know murdering people. So. Right, <laughs> but, but yeah. it's a romantic comedy. <laughs> um, so I want to, I want to, because of that, uh, Marky, I want you to kick it off and tell me what you thought about the Lovebirds. All right. Well, somebody else, um, I'll speak on it, but somebody else is going to have to fill in the gaps because this is another one that I watched sure. some time ago. Sure. Um, but I do. I thoroughly enjoyed this one as well. I did not expect, you know, the beauty of these streaming movies is that when you're kind of just scrolling through, trying to find something to watch, you're like, eh, I don't know, like this one might be okay. And this is one of the ones, as soon as I put it on, I didn't have a second thought about turning it off. Like it just it pulled me in right away. And it was laughing all the way through. The story had me the whole time. Um, Issa Rae and Kamal just worked super well together. He is hilarious. She's brilliant. They, she does that kind of comedic acting that I love, which is just the like subtle underplayed, but can evoke so much comedy from like a plain face. Um, And to be honest, like I'm uh, trying to, I, I remember scenes of the movie, but I'm trying to remember the overall, that's right. They get caught up in a, uh, they, they witness like a murder and then they try to report it to the police and then they have a guy that's like tracking them down. Right. Yes. Um, it's, it starts with like an Uber ride. Is that correct? And then they, uh, they see this guy get run over and they think they're doing the right thing, but then they accidentally get themselves pulled into a criminal plot. Well, it's their own car. Yeah. Uh, They're they're driving and some guy like, that's right. Hey, I'm a cop. I need your car. Well, they hit this guy on a bicycle. Yeah. At first. And then he, and then he, you know, says something crazy and gets back on the bike and rides off. And Mm -hmm. then this guy, 
accosts him, jumping the says he's a cop. He jumps in the car, jumps in the path, pushes up, pushes Camille out of the out of the uh, driver's seat. Driver's seat, yeah, and he ends up in the back seat. He starts driving, chasing the guy. They're helping him find him. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, yeah. like, oh, and then they do find way. him. Go, go. They did, yeah, they do. If you take a left here, you can cut him off. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then they end. I watched it twice. Already. So, and then then the guy ends up killing the, the the cop. Ends up uh, running, running the guy, the guy over, over like and then backing times. up over him, r- forward over him, backward over him, forward. And anyway, and then yeah. it just gets then hell breaks. All you know, then their lives turn to shit after that. Yeah, yeah, because that they call the cops after that, right? But then they realize that they're going to get pegged for the cops are going to well, think it's a murder. There's witnesses, there's yeah. witnesses yeah. come over, and then yeah. they call yeah, the, the wi- cops. The witnesses, That's yeah, the right. witnesses call the cops, right? right, right. Yeah, so yeah. then they they split. And it's it's just their evening trying to like clear their own names and figure out what the hell's going on, like who was this guy and how can they uh, get out of this. But it's an, an original story, very well done, very funny characters. Uh, them working together was not something that I would have expected, but I'm glad they did because it, it, they pulled it off very very well together. DP, did you like did you like the Lovebirds? I, I did, and I gotta say, like a lot of it, um, like the arguments that they were having as a couple, I've had those same fucking arguments. Oh, but they're Wait, so mean, clever. It was so, clever. so, mean, so relatable. You yeah. mean whether they should be on the Amazing Race? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a heated argument. <laughs> yeah, but like the fights they were having with each other were just like real shit that I've gone through and it's just very very relatable their relationship and you know to have what you know seems like someone that could be you to go through such crazy shit like it, it brings you on such a fun ride everything they go through so yeah I re- I was laughing my ass off mm-hmm. dude Kamel Nanjiani's fucking hilarious he's so funny very funny um like uh, the amazon movie there the big sick is Mm. one that i really fucking enjoyed same director too dp oh oh really yeah michael michael showalter yeah same same director he's great great i mean big six awesome Mm-hmm. That should have gotten some some Academy love, and it and it didn't. That movie's fucking brilliant. The big sick, yeah. yeah, so good. Yeah. So DP, you loved it. I did, and um, like there's one scene I, I just want to bring up that I um. So right after they uh they like go into kind of that uh like pharmacy and they get those like horrible clothes yeah <laughs> that they're wearing yeah. mm-hmm. and they're sitting on the curb and they're talking and uh. You know, they talk about their first date and how, you know, they were sitting there on their first date and they saw this couple that were sitting there that didn't talk to each other the whole time. She's like, oh, man, I remember seeing them and thinking, you know, how much uh, like I didn't ever want to be them. But now I realize, you know, to be able to just sit there with someone and not talk at all and be comfortable really is kind of the goal of a relationship it's true and i've like i've had that same thing go on like go through my head too i was like i i, I totally fucking get that because i think 
yeah. I mean, at this point, Marky, you're it's only been a couple of years for you, but for me, you know, it's we're 12 years now. So like, I totally get that feeling of mm-hmm. like, you know, just comfortable being comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Comfortable and silence really is kind of a relationship goal. And I remember initially thinking how I'd never want that, but when you get to it, you realize, you know what, this ain't so fucking bad. So, yeah. But yeah, I, I I really enjoyed that scene. I I enjoyed the their back and forth. Like you said, like Issa Rae kind of as the straight man to Kamal really fucking worked perfectly. Like those two mm-hmm. played off each other so well. They were so good together. They had, you know, the scene. <laughs> this one had me laughing so hard. Like the fucking frat boys, like when they break into the house there and she's like slapping the kid in the face over and over. For like no reason. He didn't do anything He's to like, I'm it. helping. Why do you keep hitting me? It's like, I'll ask the questions and slap them again. Yeah. Dude, that, that and your answers, fucking fabulous. And your answers better be answers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was Super, super fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, well written. Uh, great dialogue. The the scene where they're at is like a sex party. It's like that weird, like orgy viewing kind of thing, right? With the, like the masks, the guys yeah. wide shut. Yeah, yeah, very eyes wide shut. As soon as it starts, East is like, "Oh, are we? Do we get to come down to this? Like, what's going on?" <laughs> and then later, they're uh, they're like all doing a chant and like. Uh, Kamal and Issa are just like making up words, like trying to fit in, <laughs> moving their lips. Yeah. yeah, she's like saying, I feel I forget what she's saying, but she, I feel like she's, if I remember right, she's like saying lyrics to a song or something. As like everyone's doing these chants, she's uh like quoting like some old school like hip hop song. I might be way off, but yeah. very uh, like I said before, original, very fun, well written movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, it really is just a, it's a romantic comedy, but in it a different light. A romantic like, comedy. Yeah. It, it, they just take it a different way than 99% of romantic comedies, you know? Yeah. It's so, a bit darker. Yeah. But a, yeah, I guess I've, uh, I've seen a, more romantic comedies than I realize. I just don't. When whenever you say the genre romantic comedy, I'm just like, nope, pass. I but know. then when whenever you point it out, I'm like, shit, yep, I've seen that one. I've seen that one. I like that one. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I guess I'm a fan. Yeah. AJ, I'm taking it. You really like the Lovebirds. Yeah. So once again, I don't want to retread on what was said. What I really thought. Uh, is interesting is this film really subverts the rom-com formula you know boy meets girl they get together or whatever they have some hurdle to overcome the guy fucks up or whatever and then they get together in the end this one they start off by breaking up right mm-hmm. right you know, they, they break up and then the whole rest of the film is them realizing how much they want to be with each other right mm-hmm. and I just I found that to be so different and refreshing cool and the two leads are it, throughout the entire film are kept front and center. The filmmakers put those two front and center in every scene, and that's the way it should be because their chemistry was 
off the chain. Like they were yeah. just so good scene to scene together. I just, I thought they were tremendous. I, this here's, here's my favorite, one of my favorite scenes, a little underrated. You may not remember. They're just like, they leave that restaurant after, after they had escaped on foot mm-hmm. <laughs> from the initial crisis. Yeah. And then they're sitting on a park bench or she is a race sitting on a park bench and uh, he's, he, they're talking and they're getting into it. And some, uh, Guy walks by with a dog, <laughs> and he goes, he goes, oh, so he goes, oh, so adorable, woof woof. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, just that his his mannerisms and his his uh, timing, his delivery is just very, very funny in everything I've seen him in. And I haven't seen her in. I don't know much about her, but I think she was to Margie's point. She she has just a great comic delivery. She's very deadpan at times. Like I just, I like how she, I like how they played off each other. They made a good comedy action rom com duo, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Issa so. Ray, Issa Ray has her own show on HBO called Insecure. I think is the name of it, mm-hmm. and I believe yeah. she she's the primary yeah, writer for that one. Won a bunch of Emmys, uh, yeah. like not this past one, but the year before. I, yeah. I watched the first season all the way through. I haven't uh, got into the second season, but that's a very good show and she's either the uh soul writer or i, I know at least the primary writer mm-hmm. she's very fucking good so big big fan of lovebirds for sure um and i've seen it a couple times i saw it when it first released i read a a review a non-spoiler review and then i watched it when it first dropped on netflix and then i watched it again uh the other night and yeah it was really really cool really funny yeah. How about you, TW? Do you like Lovebirds? Uh, first of all, but before I give you my my review, Issa Rae can get it. She can absolutely <laughs> get it. I mean, let's let's be honest here for a minute. Uh, she's gorgeous, but um, I really I, I liked it a lot. There there were some plot holes here and there that annoyed absolutely. me a little bit, but uh, but the, but that's to be expected in in a comedy. Like I'm not I'm not going to sit here yeah. and break every single one of those down. It's it's that's it's a waste a pretty, of time. In depth story too, really. There's a lot of uh, twists yeah. and turns like, yeah. overall to the plot. I will say this about okay. So the minute they ran away from the fucking crime scene, yeah, the thought. <laughs> The thought immediately popped into my head. Oh, oh and then they, the, the, the detective called them in the restaurant and they were like, yeah. oh my God. And they lied to the detective. The thought immediately popped into my head. I went, they know they didn't do it. The cops know it. The cops <laughs> fucking know. Like the, they're making way more of this than they should be. I yeah. fucking knew it immediately. I knew that was like a, a little twist at the end, but I knew it because they were in, they were locked in this four year boring fucking relationship so they took this horrible thing that happened to them and blew it up to make it way more uh, important and way more over the top than it really really was had they just sat there and waited for the cops everything would have just gone back to normal but instead they just went no we're gonna get fucking charged with murder remember when they're in the diner and she keeps saying how, like, because he's like Indian, that the cops are gonna say that he did it. Like, it's like, like, oh, see, <laughs> this is me covering my my body cam so I can beat the shit yeah. out of you. It's so good. It's so good. They like took themselves way too seriously in that moment because I think I and I think that's the theme of the movie because they were the the relationship was so bland. And so played out and they were both so bored that they took this horrific situation mm-hmm. and went, 
hey, let's make way more of this than it really fucking yeah. is, which was which was every conversation they ever had. Yeah. So uh, that, that, that was just in both of their personalities. And I thought it was really cool. And uh, the like you guys were mentioning, the chemistry between those two. Mm-hmm. I can't, I'm thinking back on rom-coms. I can't think of offhand, and you, I could be wrong. When was the last time there was better chemistry between a guy and a girl, like comedic-wise? In, in a rom-com i can't remember the last time uh i thought that was really really great i thought the um the story was perfectly, cool. ca- perfectly cast it was perfectly yeah. cast uh, <laughs> uh the the scene when they were in the fucking theater when they all have the masks on and yeah. shit i was like part. almost pissing myself how funny that was <laughs> because the two of them everyone is silent and the two of them can't shut the fuck up they keep talking <laughs> to each other <laughs> and people are like shh like yeah, to a point where they get shushed. <laughs> they get shushed oh. by these people with these crazy masks. <laughs> that scene is so twisted. It is so funny. Uh, that movie, like, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, and I hope nobody who I work with or works with the company I, I work for listens to this because I was watching this at work the other day with my headphones on, watching it <laughs> off my phone, and I was like belly laughing like over and over again in some certain scenes i was losing it so uh i really enjoyed the movie um again there were some scenes that got a little uh, got a little exhausting in certain spots just just a little just a little i'm nitpicking i'm definitely yeah. nitpicking because we've watched some amazing movies this week so i'm nitpicking a little bit but uh i i really enjoyed it i had a good time with it yeah i, I gotta say one thing real quick was like how they took the like their situation so serious and thought that it was much more than it was the um like that other couple like the senator and his wife when they <laughs> have them locked in the barn and the horse kicks him in the chest that's the only other couple that took this whole thing took them (laughs) serious and took the whole thing serious with those two fucking idiots they're like there to torture them yeah like you get to choose between the bacon grease and what's behind door number one and then then after he gets kicked by the horse he goes i want the grease grease. (laughs) give me the grease That scene is absolutely hysterical. The whole yeah. thing is hysterical. Uh, yeah, no, and then like uh, it's appropriately over the top at times. Oh, yeah, and then just, and then yeah. and then and like he he like milks it for a while. Maybe they get to the store and she's trying to take the shirt off, and he's like ah, like you can't fucking. Oh yeah, you can see the huge black and blue on his chest. And oh yeah. yeah, and then and then and then the the full circle at the end of the Amazing Race with the horse standing there when they're about to win. Yeah. It's so fucking good. It was so clever. I I, I really liked. It. it was like borderline cheesy, but over the top clever. I I really liked. Yeah, it. great chemistry by those two. I just. They I can be together. if they're in something else soon. I, I'll watch it no matter what. I was going to say they, they did so well together. I wouldn't be surprised if we see them in multiple installments of other movies moving right. forward. Guys, remember when they're in the in that cafe when they he's like when he picks up the like the the milkshake tin. He's like, this is the only time this happens. They give right. you the overflow. He's like, what? Why don't they put more sauce on the spaghetti plate when there's too much? <laughs> All right. Why do they go? Oh, here's some extra spaghetti because. <laughs> we made more than the plate can hold (laughs) yeah we made too much oh it's so good why is he concentrating on that when they're yeah that's what i mean like they're in the middle of the shit 
but that's him. That's who. That's <laughs> what he does. His hangups are so heavy. Like he's got so much anxiety all the time that he just gets hung up on this stupid bullshit. When there is like, like there's he's got this really really serious scenario it, uh, right in front of his face, but he's just he's got to focus on the outer shit. The exterior shit that means nothing. He's gonna like really get deep into that. I, I love I love that about his character. He was so funny. My God. The two of them were hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. Together they worked really, really well. Movie magic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The two of them uh, knocked it out. Yeah. They really great. did. I like that movie. So do you guys do you guys want to go run through and rate that? Yeah. Yeah, I'll start off. I'll tell you what. I give it a 3.75. I was going to give it the same thing. Yeah, I was right there myself. Yeah. You said it's not a perfect movie. It's got some, uh, you know, got some flaws to it. But on the whole, I definitely recommend it. You should watch it. You get the chance, watch this movie. You'll laugh your ass off. Yeah, definitely worth a view. It's hilarious. It's it's just I think I'm in in line. I want to give it more, but I think seven and a half out of ten to three point seven five out of five right make this yeah it's not seems appropriate fair it's not right. really groundbreaking yeah, to GW, right? right no 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 i mean it does subvert some of the rom-com stuff but there's some plot holes it's a little sure. light on the plot it's not trying to be plot heavy it's trying to be funny heavy and yeah. it is and it is. it's yeah, very, it's funny. very and funny and like i said right. they put they put the leads you know they put the lead characters front and center every scene and they should have yeah. Yeah, it's a smart. It's a smart thing when you got like bother me. and two actors like them that have that chemistry and are that funny. Very smart yeah. to just let them yeah. go with it. Yeah, right, right. Not not put anybody else really uh, as a distraction. Just they're just sort of like there as service to the to the to the front and center actors comedy. Yeah, chops, and, and I will say the the plot holes didn't bother me, but no. they they were no. there, and you can't necessarily ignore them. I think that's the only thing that you know knocks a little. It's a tiny bit, and knocks. Yeah, out yeah, yeah bit, exactly. But, but I thought overall, it's just it's just such an enjoyable movie. I think I think if anything of the three movies, again, I didn't watch Palm Springs, but from what you guys say, this is something I need to watch. Yes, um, the yes. Th- this is. A, the Lovebirds is something I like. We always we always talk about this. If we're, I know it's straight to streaming, but if we're like mm-hmm. flipping through the channels and that movie's on, will we watch it? Sure, yeah, so yeah. fucking lutely. Will I, I would, necessarily yeah. will I necessarily watch the rest of Blow the Man Down if I put it on? It's a bit heavy. It's heavy. <laughs> it's really it's heavy, but it's a great flick. But uh, if we're just talking about watchability, yeah, Lovebirds is definitely one of those. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, because it's it's one of those movies. I mean, we we just sat here and we're remembering and reliving different scenes from that movie because there's so many different acts and parts of that movie that are just hilarious so it's yeah you could you could turn it on at any point and laugh your ass off at, mm-hmm. and, and not really have to catch the front or the back end of it yeah just, lots of rewatchability from no mm-hmm. matter what right yeah definitely. yeah definitely yeah I, I'm, I'm excited to see i, I know easter ray and kamal the kamal they're not they're not new to the scene but I'm excited to see, and I hope they do more stuff together because they just work together so well in this. It'd, it'd be great to see them do some more I stuff. Lo- yeah, I love them both. I, I, I think they both have big futures. I know they're not, again, they're not youngins, but they're not old. I think they got, I think they got some pretty. And they've got um, quite a bit, you know, uh, potential, yeah, especially. Potential futures uh, here. 
Yeah, both so, of them have done quite a bit. But yeah, uh, Uncle yeah. Mail had that great turn on uh, the great TBS series Franklin and Bash. Uh, nope. <laughs> nope. Was it Zach Morris on that show? <laughs> yes, he was. Uh, yeah. It was him and Brecken Meyer. <laughs> oh, so, God. What, I mean, I don't know who was in that. I didn't watch it. Nice <laughs> <laughs> save. Yeah, that's that. That's pathetic. All right, kids. Well, I, I I think we've given you a few a few movies to uh, get after while we're away. Uh, again, these are straight to streaming movies, so you don't have to suffer at a, a goddamn movie theater with a stupid mask on your face and all these. Well. Things. Uh, uh, do, the, these are good ones to watch. And before we wrap tonight. Uh, my boys want to give you some other recommendations. I actually, I don't have any others. I don't know. I don't have any other straight. To, maybe, maybe I'm not woke enough. I don't know. I don't <laughs> like. I don't have. I don't have any streaming uh, uh, recommendations for you guys. I don't. But apparently, my boys do. So um, uh, let, let me let them give you a few other things to watch. DP, you have one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got one. So this the one I mentioned earlier. Extraction. Uh, it's worth watching it's not a great movie uh check that out uh also bird box i think everyone's seen it but if you haven't check it out and and there's one more that like i so if you want to just kind of turn your brain off for a little while and watch some ridiculous action um so like michael bay already known for crazy action scenes for you know transformers and armageddon um he obviously had been taking it easy before because he has this movie on netflix called six underground oh uh, ryan reynolds and it is like action times 100 it is (laughs) fucking it's like a michael bay joke yeah it, it really is it's insane like I said, you shut your brain off and just watch this craziness for an hour and a half. Definitely watch it. Six Underground, Ryan Reynolds. Check it out. It, it, it's very, very fun. You know, I turned my brain off so hard during that one that uh, I blacked out halfway through. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to do with the amount of alcohol you drank. No. Uh, Marky, do, do you have one? Do you have a, another one? Yeah, the the my number one pick and i'm not entirely sure that it's a a stream exclusive but it's uh the movie called i don't feel at home in this world anymore Mm -hmm. and it's got a elijah wood and other people i don't recognize but a very uh dark comedy movie where this girl is just fed up with the way people act around her like she's a somewhat just normal nice person and the way that every everyone goes about their everyday lives leaving dog shit in your front yard the way they conduct themselves walking around she just is like super pissed off and they end up getting involved in into like murder stuff like not like not that they're going out murdering but they get involved with uh this group that's coming after them that's murdering so it's it's a very weird dark comedy movie i don't feel at home in this world anymore very good um highly recommend what, that one what service is that on uh netflix netflix um and uh dp mentioned extraction 
that's like you said, not like a, uh, not a groundbreaking film, but it's been described as the Bollywood's rebuttal of John Wick. It, that's kind of, mm. you know, uh, how you could describe it. It's yeah. I think I it like is that like description a, of it. That's pretty damn good. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> first I've heard that one. That's a very perfect description. Yeah. All right. And then another one that's not groundbreaking, but it's just like a uh, somewhat dumb action. It's called Old Guard, and it has uh, Charlize Theron. And um, yeah, I was gonna watch that one today, but I rewatched Palm Springs instead. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's you know the Old Guard one. It's not like I have a hard time actually saying I recommend it because I don't necessarily. But it's free if you got Netflix, so fuck it, why not? Yeah. You know, it's it's a decent yeah, it's action. How I movie. feel about Six Underground. It's like, yeah. you know what? Fuck it, go for it. And Watch it. The, <laughs> the one thing I thought was interesting about Old Guard, and I feel like I mentioned this to you guys when I first watched it. At the end of it, it felt like an episode. Like it, it wasn't just like, and maybe it's because it's this whole streaming thing that we're in. But you know, if you had seen this movie in a cliff, if you had seen this movie in theaters, you would say it's a cliffhanger. And you could definitely expect a sequel. But now that we're watching it on streaming, it just felt like a long episode of a show that like, I'm definitely going to see more of. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And it, it wasn't like superly uh, extravagant to where like, I feel like they could churn them out. You know, like it'd be like less than a year before we get Old Guard 2 and so forth. Right. AJ, you got any recommendations? I have one, yeah. So Amazon Prime... Uh, purchase this film. It's a, it's an indie. It's a very low budget film called The Vast of Night, and it takes place in the 1950s. And it, um, it has to do with this um, small town uh, in New Mexico with this uh, DJ, this local DJ, and this switchboard operator. These guy and this girl, two young people. Um, um, are just going about their business, doing their job one night, and they and the girl, the switchboard operator, hears this weird thing on one of the radio, one of the frequencies. She just hears this strange sound happening, and the two of them start investigating it, and there's a potential for uh, alien activity. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, it's in New Mexico, so there's nods to like Roswell and sort of thing and the name of the radio station is WOTW War of the Worlds you know sort of thing oh. so so it, it's got some tongue in cheek stuff but it's, it takes place mm. in the 50s it's uh, about 90 minutes long 92% on Rotten Tomato oh wow uh, very it's a first time film director Andrew Patterson is his name but well worth a, a look for for 90 minutes and with your Amazon Prime subscription yeah, you had mentioned that one. You like it a lot. I mean, you recommend it. I enjoy. I do. I recommend it. It was, it was excellent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially for a debut, and and they had a tiny budget, and and Amazon grabbed it, so it's under the Amazon Studios, you know, sure. umbrella. Yeah, good stuff. All right. Yeah, that sounds great. I, I I will throw one out there. This isn't a straight to streaming movie, but it is a streaming movie. I'll do this real quick. Hmm. Um. It's a movie that came out in 2015. It's, it should be I, I'm 99% sure it's still free on Amazon Prime, but I, I will double check on that. Uh, it's a movie called The End of the Tour. 
Um, oh, some the movie. David it's, Foster uh, Wallace yeah. movie. D- it, yeah, Dude, David I, Foster I Wallace. I still haven't watched it, but David Foster Wallace is one of my all-time favorite authors. Right, right. He wrote Infinite Jest, oh, which is just yeah. insane. Room it's of the either System, The Girl with Curious Hair. Dude, a fucking amazing, amazing author. And a dude who offed himself uh, yeah. very, very, very young. All right. What was the author's name? David Foster Wallace. He offed himself at 46 years old. Well, Infinite Jest is when you're Infinite, a good author. Infinite Jest is weird. I've read it. It's fucked yeah. up. It, um, it, it takes a while to get through, but it's it, it's yeah. great. But AJ, but, what, what you'll love the most is David Foster Wallace in this movie is played by Jason Siegel. Yeah. And uh, it's, oh. it, it's him oh. and, and okay. uh it's it's about uh, Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg. Eisenberg, right? Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg plays a a, uh, a, a news uh, journalist who goes and spends some time with him and writes about him. And because it was after in, the the book Infinite Chess came out, which is basically what made him. Um, and he just spent some days with him. And 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 it, uh, Jason, I think Jason Siegel is brilliant in this movie because David Foster Wallace was a was a fucked up individual, and uh, uh, he he. <laughs> He basically personified every uh, bizarre and fucked up thing about a writer. Uh, writers are very tortured souls. And yeah, he was, he was one of those guys. Uh, so it's a good flick. It's definitely look, it's not like am I was I jumping up and down was like the most exciting thing I've ever watched. No, but it's a great character study and you got a really, really great cast. And it's a uh, it's a story that should be told because this guy wrote some amazing books. Yeah, I was going to say, and, if uh, it turns people on to David Foster Wallace's books. It's worth the movie because brilliant he, guy, his brilliant guy, writing it, is amazing, and an uncomfortable movie because of the type of person he was and mm-hmm. the way Jason Siegel portrays him. It's a good flick, man. I, I I would definitely check it out. So that's another one. Um, that's another one to, to look at. DP, I'm surprised you haven't seen it yet because I know how much I you know love because David I love Wallace. him as a writer so much. It but does not. The movie definitely does not paint him in the the best light. It's one. It's, <laughs> I was gonna watch it and then I read some shit about no. it and I was like, no. uh, I don't know. No, I mean, so, if you, I mean, dude, it's Jason yeah. Siegel and Jesse Eisenberg. Like, I mean, it, yeah. Say what you want, but that that's that's a pair that you you need to watch a movie that they're in. So mm. it's good. So I, I think we've left folks. I think we've left you with some really, really good uh, recommendations for a few weeks before we, before we come back and uh, we, we take our little break, recharge our batteries and come back and, and start, start blasting on movies again. Um, and when we do, I want to bring up something and this is going to be something we're going to do once season two starts. We kind of riffed on this a little bit last week when we were talking about what the next steps were, what the next episodes were. We really wanted to get into movie villains and we were kind of talking about how we were going to do it. We were having a conversation over the weekend and that evolved into AJ brought it up, which is so brilliant. We should do movie villains as like a March madness bracket type thing and i think that's so amazing and dp you coined it badness madness we are gonna when we come back we are going to it's not gonna be every episode we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna work into it maybe it's uh the the season premiere we'll do other things and we'll work on it as we go throughout season two to finally get to the winner basically we're going to have march madness for movie villains and it's going to be fucking glorious you yeah. guys will love it. I'm really, really excited for it. It's a topic we're still working on, which I will finalize next week. I will send out to you boys. You can start working on it, and we'll come up with rules as we go. 
we don't have everything, everything finalized yet, but I think on paper it's going to be really, really fun. Yeah. I think we'll have and a just real it. quick shout out to everyone listening. They didn't get to see it. Marky was just twirling his mustache yeah. like a movie villain, yeah. like literally <laughs> twirling at the ends of his mustache like a movie villain. That. Yeah, he it looked was like a beautiful yeah. thing to watch. People, I wish you could have seen it. He looked like <laughs> Bill Cutting in Gangs of New York. Thank you. Who, oh, another who, great, another great movie villain. Oh, deep. Oh, oh AJ, he he's in the bracket. Trust oh, yeah. me, I have I have, the, I have the brackets almost ready. I'm going to send them to you guys once I'm done. And you guys will. That's the thing. I'll, ha- I'll send the brackets out. You guys. Oh, one of say, my favorite. Bill the Butcher. One of my favorites. You guys will. Uh, you guys will tell me if you what what you like. If you need me to adjust things, but that's going to be one of the things we do next season. And I think it's going to be so, uh, not just for movie villains, but something we do in the future. I think the uh, March Madness uh, bracket thing is just. I think it's brilliant. I really do. Yeah. AJ, I appreciate you bringing that. Yeah, I think we get to push yeah. it out Thank there you. on social media. Try and get us because I. I mean, I know if I saw a bracket out there i'd want to interact with it i want to get more people involved i think this could be really fun yeah i think for episode one before that before the episode we'll put the the initial bracket out there so people i don't know jack shit about college basketball but i still do a bracket just because it's fun as hell right right right. (laughs) marky doesn't either which is so weird because he lives in north carolina which is known for not only college basketball but college basketball but degenerate gambling so i don't understand (laughs) why he doesn't know (laughs) i didn't know we were known for gambling i made that up i I literally made that up off the top of my head yeah that's that's the whole like i do like gambling okay yeah All right, boys. Well, if anybody has anything else, uh, I do have some. Yeah. Yeah, um, Just since we were uh, talking about uh, uh, streaming movies, I got to give a shout out to my buddy's movie uh, Wounds on Hulu. It's starring uh, Army Hammer and Zazie Beetz, and it takes place in New Orleans. And it's got a uh, a, a dark story about a bartender that gets involved in some somewhat satanic shit. And that is uh, free on Hulu with your Hulu subscription. Oh, sorry, Marky, it's a, it's a, it's a buddy, out. a buddy of yours. Yeah, my, my buddy uh, Andrew. He was a producer on this movie Wounds. Um, That's amazing. That, uh, yeah. I love that. So at, when we were talking about, yeah, yeah, I'll it's on it. Hulu. I'm, I'm, in. I'm and in. And I'll tell you what, I actually, I believe I'm, yeah, I'm in love with Zazie Beetz after her turn in Deadpool two. Mm-hmm. as domino mm-hmm. i'm pretty oh, sure i love her oh okay yeah, yeah. okay yeah. so yep. all right <laughs> yep your boy she can get it but uh <laughs> all right uh anybody else have anything uh any no, cathartic moments like said, any... uh, uh real quick uh like i said we're the end of season one so we're gonna be taking a quick break but they just keep your eye on the feed because we might throw out a bonus episode here and there uh yeah, we we've been discussing some uh, TV shows we love, but since this is a movie council, we stick to movies. But during our hiatus, we might talk about a couple TV shows we love, like uh, Cobra Kai or The Boys. I love Cobra Kai. So, I so yeah, keep watching your feed. We might throw a bonus episode here and there before uh, Raised by two. Wolves. Yeah, that's good. I, I just that. started that one. Oh, I will definitely hmm. watch that. Well, yeah, it's definitely uh, DP. Good call. Uh, boys, um, thank you for tonight. Listen, just, just let me just say this real quick. Uh, and I'm, I'm not trying to get too, too cheesy because we're all men here. And I like, we're not, we're not supposed to discuss feelings when we're men. 
right? We're not no, supposed to do not. any of that. No, we don't. Crazy. We 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 push all that shit down. I just want you to know, uh, fourteen episodes in the first season. Guys, this has been an absolute blast. I've had so much fun. I can't wait to do more. Uh, the break, we need it. We need it. We don't. We don't want to burn out. We need the break. But this has really been fucking awesome. I've had so much fun. Yeah, riffing movies great. with you guys. This is something me and AJ started talking about doing like seven years ago, and and then we we finally, with the help of Marky and Dan, we we've put it together and done it. This has been a blast. Yeah, I'm having so much I, fun. Yeah, I tell you what, I, I, I had uh, I had like one foot off the stool before we started doing this podcast. <laughs> so. We all, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this so, podcast no. gave me a reason to stand back up and yeah. make sure I didn't didn't end it all. So. Yeah, no, dude, bro, I've been there, man. Trust me. And uh, so I got I got to thank my my you my 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 three cohorts, my two bros, my brother from the mother. Uh, yeah my esteemed colleagues i love you guys this has been really really fun and uh, i can't wait to do more after the break and uh apparently we we do have some listeners out there believe it or not according to the numbers it's crazy that we have it's in the hundreds i'm shocked i thought we had like five uh and four of them were us so uh i I, i'm I'm stunned Uh, uh the fact if anybody's listening if you guys love this We'll be back in a few weeks. We're really excited to get going again, and this has been really, really awesome. Um, so uh, you guys ready to call it for, for the evening? Yeah, I think that'll do I'm it. Good. All right, boys. So we will be back, folks. We'll be back hopefully just a few weeks. I don't know. We, we, we Listen, we've never done this shit before. We don't know how much of a, a blow-off period we need. Man, so we're going to we winging this thing from the get-go. We will be back, and uh, there might be some changes. We might do some different things. But we will be back with the movie council. We'd be here to talk movies and blow your fucking minds like we always do. So uh, great, guys, great stuff tonight. I think we left our viewers with some awesome recommendations for what they can do in the, during the break. And uh, I, I, you've given me some recommendations for some things as well. So great yeah. stuff tonight. I really loved it. And unless we have anything else, are you guys ready to say good night? Yes, sir. All right, boys. All right. Thank All right. you so much. Good night. Good night. Good night, good night. everybody. Love you, Mom. The Movie Council is adjourned.